This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 1080, and IELTS Examiner Explains Your Speaking Scores. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, you'll get answers to three recent questions about the IELTS speaking exam. Learn which mistakes lower your score and how to avoid these on test day. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation, ask good questions, speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Hey, Aubrey, how's your day going so far? Hi, pretty good. Uh, I have a kid home from school with a little bit of a fever. So that's always tricky. It throws off your day. I was a little late showing up today. It's like late (laughs) punching in the time card, just two minutes late. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it happens to all of us. I'm sure a lot of people listening have experienced, you know, kids staying home from school. Um, James always is kind of, I mean, he's not excited to be sick, but it's a chance just to watch TV all day. So right. He's, he, he almost looks forward to that, I think. Um, but today, guys, we are going to answer um, some recent questions about the speaking exam that we have seen on our YouTube channel. Guys, if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, check it out. There are videos there that we that are not on the podcast. Like We only make those videos for YouTube. And you can also see some of the podcasts with videos on there. So much stuff to learn from, guys. IELTS Energy TV on YouTube. Um, Okay, so we have three subscriber questions today all about the speaking exam and all asking like, you know, this one thing was weird on the test. What would my score be? So of course, guys, Only we can answer these questions because I was an examiner for 14 years and I have taught Aubrey everything I know. So we can tell you the answers. And I get students wanting to know 
the score in advance, right? Like if I did this, what would my score be? Because that's kind of the biggest thing is that you have an idea of what you're going to score when you go in on test day. So you can feel confident knowing you're going to get the score you need. This is why we created this quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. If you haven't done that yet, guys, it takes two minutes and you can find out what you would get if you scored today. Plus we have free resources at the level that you score. So check it out today, allearsenglish.com slash my score. Nice segue there, Aubrey. <laughs> so professional. I love it. Um, all right, let's get into this first question. Uh, Himtej Singh. Now, again, I might not say these names correctly. I apologize in advance. So I'm going to tell you guys his question. Um, he says, today was my speaking exam. No doubt my examiner was very good. That's awesome. Uh, in part three, he asked me two questions but I did not give relevant answers. And then he asked me the same questions again. And then I said, sorry, but I did give precise answers to those two questions. Will this affect my score? Okay. So the examiner asks him a question and he does not give a good answer. It doesn't connect to the question. Weird answer. And then he does it again on another question. And then the examiner repeats the questions, and he does better the second time. Do you think that would hurt his score? It's a really interesting question because there's a reason the examiner's asking these again, right? There's a chance the examiner thinks that the student did not understand, so they want to give you a chance to understand the question and have that second try to answer it well. So I could see this. It's going to affect a little bit. The yeah. better thing to do would ask for clarification if you're not positive that you understand the question so that you don't give an answer that's not relevant at all, because that is going to drop your fluency score. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I told you guys, Aubrey knows everything an examiner knows. Okay. That is exactly correct. Yeah. Of course, it's going to affect your fluency score because your answers, and he even used the word relevant, right? Your answer must be relevant to the question or else it's it's not fluent. It's not coherent. And that could affect your vocab score as well if you're using vocabulary that's not connected to what the question is asking. That doesn't show the range, right? That shows the opposite, that you're incapable of addressing that topic with ideas and vocab, right? So yes, that'll definitely lower the fluency score. And to some extent, depending on how far off topic you go, it will affect the vocab score as well. So like Aubrey said, guys, don't do that. If you're not sure what the question is, don't just guess an answer. Never guess an answer, guys, because you are you might be wrong. There's a good chance you're wrong if right. you don't understand, right? So instead, just keep this phrase in your pocket. We talked about this on Clubhouse yesterday. Just yes. be like, oh, wow, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Would you mind rephrasing that? Or would you mind repeating that question, right? So just ask for repetition or clarification, totally. Yeah, that'll make a huge difference. And then you'll get the seven or higher you need for fluency, boost those scores so that you can get that score on speaking. All right, let's do the next question. This is a really good one too. Yes, um, they're all so good. I, mean, I love the, this person's name. It's I am nobody. I know. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> all right. Do you want to go ahead and read this question? 
Sure. It says, my cue card was to describe an old person who is older than you that you admire. But I talked about a time when I motivated an old person who is older than me with some grammatical mistakes. What score can I get? This is tricky for speaking part two, right? If you're asked to describe something very specific like this, a person that you admire, you have to answer that question. You can't go, you know, that's too far off topic to talk about a time you motivated an older person. Now, if you answer that question and talk about admiring them and why you admiring, why admire them, but then say, but actually I had a chance to motivate them in some way, right? That still works. You're answering the question. But if you don't talk at all about why you admire this person, that is definitely going to lower your score. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Guys, um, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that the three bullet points on the cue card for part two, you do not have to talk about those bullet points, okay? But that is not true for the main topic, for the main cue card topic. If it says describe an old person that you admire, you have to answer that, right? But like Aubrey said, you guys could move on from that as long as you address it right away. So maybe this person did. That's the thing. Like, without hearing the whole answer, we can't give you a score. I mean, we don't know how many grammar mistakes you made or the variety of sentence structures. Like... We can't give you an exact score, but we can tell you, you know, how this information would affect it. Um, So, yeah, like, I mean, it sounds like you might have addressed it in the beginning, because if it's an old person, an older person that, you know, maybe you did say why you admire this person. Um, It could be as simple as saying, I uh, I'm actually going to tell you a story about one of my grandparents, my uh, maternal grandmother, who I love deeply and I am so in awe of, I actually had the opportunity to inspire her one day, which was the most amazing chance. So like, I just, I addressed it in one question and then I moved on to a different story. Guys, that is fine. That is not going to lower your score. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And one vocab note that's interesting here, as I was reading the question, I kind of felt uncomfortable because I was just reading it word for word. It says old person. And then you sort of corrected yourself and said older. It's interesting how this word on the speaking exam, you want to keep this in mind. And on task two as well, we would say elderly or an older person. It feels so off to just say an old person because it's a little disrespectful, a little harsh, right? So that's a good thing to keep in mind, especially if your examiner is older. (laughs) no that's a a really good point though for sure um it's like when when students call me ma'am and i'm like hey 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 just just slow down there i'm not i don't want to be a ma'am don't call me a ma'am um but that's a good point guys like it is it is impolite right and it's it is a bit disrespectful because you're like Oh, it's just some old person. Like nobody right. says that in with like a positive connotation, right? Um, it's like saying, "Oh, it's just a fat person." Like that's not nice. 
Don't say no, that. Exactly. You can say elderly or mature if someone is older than you. Um, and if someone is, uh, you know, not skinny, totally fine, right? Just be like, oh, they're, you know, they're um, a bit overweight. And that's fine. But don't, yeah, just yeah, avoid just those fat short, impolite words. Right. <laughs> exactly. The, the shorter word, the shorter the word, the more impolite it is. It's There's true, rule. It's true. <laughs> All right. Um, awesome. So let's move on to the final question today, guys. This is from Harman Deep Singh, another Singh. Um, let's see. Make a video. Well, we're answering it on the podcast. I have a doubt about the topics which are familiar to me. Um about the topics I can talk about for two minutes because I just use simple vocabulary for unfamiliar topics, especially if I don't have ideas about them. So here's the main question, because I'm sure a lot of you out there experience that, right? Like, of course, if this is a hard topic, an unfamiliar topic, you don't have a lot to say, you don't have a lot of vocab. So here's his question. Should I memorize them to learn vocabulary and get some ideas? I am facing this problem because some real IELTS examiners say that you should not memorize the answers. Oh, no, you should never memorize answers, guys. Yeah, let's make that very clear. Don't memorize any sample answers. <laughs> um, gosh, can you imagine how hard that would be anyway? Like memorizing a whole two minute oh, speech, and that, the odds you're going yeah. to get that question are almost nil. It's Seriously. so low. Seriously, um, yeah, guys, there's there's no shortcut here. Okay, you can't memorize a task two essay. You can't memorize speaking answers and just spit them out on the exam. Um, I a lot of people, students out there might say, "Well, I already have some part one answers I've memorized because they're really good." Guys, the examiner knows that those are not your answers. Okay, we know if they're not your answers and if they're memorized because. They don't match the rest of your answers. <laughs> and they're often using like weird ideas and topics that like don't have to do with you and your life. It's like, this is an extreme example, but what if um, a student from China gives an answer about a hometown in Florida, you know, because that's what they memorize? Yeah. I mean, that's an extreme example, but my point is, guys, we know when you memorize stuff. I promise you. Okay. You're well, not going to examine The intonation is a huge part of it because it's totally. so difficult to present something memorized with very native and natural intonation with the emotion you would use when you're talking about yourself and sharing real personal examples, right? So it's a huge waste of time to memorize anything word for word. Instead, learn vocabulary and idioms that would work for lots of different questions and plan on actually giving your, you know, real personal answers, but then in including this high-level vocabulary. And then it's a whole different issue here to get the vocabulary need for these separate high-level topics, like for part three. This is true. This happens all the time. There's going to be a part three about something from the news, government policies, something that you do need to be reading the news. You need to be familiar with these topics so that you have high-level vocab that is on topic. Exactly. Guys, the point is, like we said, there's no magic shortcut here, okay? You have to work hard at improving your IELTS score and improving your English to the level, to the width that is necessary to get a seven or higher, right? To be ready 
for any topic. Um, you, like Aubrey said, you have to read the newspaper. You have to have a vocabulary notebook. You have to practice speaking and writing about such a huge variety of topics. Um, of course, like that is that is the part-time job that you have if you're going to get a seven or higher. Yep. But we have, if there are any shortcuts, we have them in our course, guys. Let us take care of the strategies, the timing, the templates, the linking words. Let us teach you all of that, guys. We have it for you. Don't waste time trying to come up with this stuff yourself. You have enough to do preparing for IELTS, right? Um, as we've talked about today. So guys, check out Three Keys IELTS. It is guaranteed to raise your IELTS score. Go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. And if you're not sure where to get started, go ahead and go to allearsenglish.com slash my score and take our free IELTS quiz there. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thank you so much. Yes. Have a great day. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.